When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Back again today with a smaller, shorter, not a smaller podcast, a shorter podcast uh, today. Um, just wanted to, to pop on and chat uh, about some news that came out during the week. Didn't get time to get around to it. Uh, whereby Antonio Cardon, um, the former Betis sporting director, is, seems to be on Aston Villa's radar. Uh, now, Aston Villa, as we know, have been looking for and looking at Sporting directors recently um, in the January transfer window, it was rumored that, that uh, a contingent went to Sociedad to meet and speak to uh, to their sporting director and that Una Emery is looking to work with somebody, um, somebody different or somebody extra or somebody new or whatever the case may be. What this means for Johan Lang, I don't know. Um, I can't imagine it means something too good um for him but what i would say is that uh potentially the whoever villa are looking at would come in would come in to work with him um or maybe that he would be moved into a new role albeit that antonio cordon does seem to have some generals he would like to bring with him as well so it's all exciting stuff i suppose really a new sporting director gives aston villa a new kind of look at where they might be going with regards to recruitment, where they might be going with regards to scouting, what the vision of the club is, obviously with the links to Vittoria de Gomes as well. Um, the not the links, the 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 concrete link now that there is investment in there for 46% of the club. Um, that Aston Villa will be looking, no doubt, to pillage the South American market or the um the European market a small bit more, and to utilize the the partnership between the two clubs. And if somebody like Antonio Cardinal does come in, um, I think it would be uh, beneficial given he has a working relationship, a working nature with um, with uh, bringing players from South America and also with the uh, with La Liga and, and the Iberian Peninsula as well um, there in uh, between Spain and, and Portugal. So just wanted to take a quick little look at a couple of the things, uh, a couple of things written about him previously. I'm going to share up an article here as you know, the Birmingham Mail have uh, have written about him. So this is from a couple of days ago here. Ashley Priest wrote an article about uh, about Antonio Cardon 
We're going to take a little look at what they said there. And it, it says that Aston Villa are understood to be in discussions to bring bring in Real Betis sporting director Antonio Cordon. The news broke this week after Cordon suddenly announced that he was to step down from his role at Betis, having headed up the club's transfer activities since the summer of 2020. Uh, Estadio Deportivo in Spain said Canal Surradio have detailed how Cordon is weighing up two very attractive offers one from Barcelona and the other from Unai Emery's Aston Villa. His assistants at Betis, Jose Ignacio Navarro, who's his recruitment analysis and uh, analyst, and Alberto Benito, who's also an analyst, are understood to be keen to follow Cordon to either New Camp or Villa Park should he opt to accept the offer. I did read as well today when I was when I was doing a small bit of research for this that Alberto Benito is being um, this uh, Betis are hoping he will stay on and will become their new sporting director. Although they are talking to a uh, former Barcelona sporting director, Planes, and uh, a couple of other guys whose names escape me at this moment in time. Scrolling on along here, it says that in a statement this week, Betis confirmed Cordon's departure and said Antonio Cordon will no longer continue at Real, Real Betis. Uh, the director of football ends a successful spell in the green and white club. Cordon arrived in Heliopolis in July 2020. In these two and a half seasons, he has contributed in winning the Copa del Rey in 2022 and two qualifications for European competitions. In the current season, Real Betis is fighting in the top spots of the La Liga table. The work done by Antonio Cordon has stood out for the success and building of this team, as well as implementing a demanding and successful working method in all aspects related to the first team. Everyone at Real Betis would like to uh, effusively thank Antonio Cardon for the work done and wish him all the best in the future. So Cardon was expected to see out the remainder of the season while he was also asked about reports linking him with a switch to Barca, to which he replied, I'm laughing. I have nothing with any club. My departure is not because I'm going to a club for the moment. So nothing. It is true that undoubtedly now they are going to link me to many teams, both in Europe and in Spain, but it is what it is. It is something that I have to expect. So during his tenure at Castrap Betis, Cordon signed 13 players, eight of which were free transfers. The biggest success story is that of Brazilian uh, winger Luis Enrique, who Villa were linked with last month. Fellow Brazilian Luis Felipe and Portuguese uh, goalkeeper Rui Silva have also been huge hits following their free arrivals from Lazio and Granada, respectively. And Cordon's previous roles uh, included acting as sporting director at Ecuador, Monaco and Villarreal last month. Of course, Villa boss Emery worked with Cardan to bring Alex Moreno to Villa Park for 12 million. So the, it does go on here to mention um, a couple of other pieces here to talk talking about influences at uh, at um, at Real Betis. But uh, all in all, uh, the uh, article itself was um, as as I say, really just kind of highlights uh, the areas and where he where. Um, Antonio Cordon has worked with Real Betis. Uh, so I want to add to the stream a small bit, uh, a small bit of um, a slide deck here that I've done on uh, Antonio Cordon. Um, and I just wanted to kind of highlight as well, going back to see what kind of recruitment he has done. So looking at all the players that he's brought in from uh, when he was with Betis, uh, from June, 22, June 2020 to January 2023. And we can see that he's worked in the free transfer market. He's worked the loan market. He's worked in uh, in an area of constraint, I suppose, with regards to Real Betis. Um, obviously, as, as was mentioned in the article there, 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Working towards uh, signing Luis Enrique um, for, for 8 million only, and he's been touted already at going for upwards of 30, 40, 50 million already, which is absolutely huge. Uh, he signed German Pezella as well from Fiorentina. Um, who was a World Cup? Who is now a World Cup winning centre half? Um, and uh, I'm looking to see. Do I have it in there? Uh, Guido Rodriguez. Did, I think he may have signed Guido Rodriguez as well, but I don't seem to have it on the list uh, there for Real Betis. But all in all, um, uh, Cardon has uh, done some really good work at Real Betis. Moving on then towards to see who players they signed at Monaco. He was very heavily dabbling in the in the defensive market when he was with uh, when he was at Monaco, signing Morgan DeSantis from AS Roma and a free transfer. Brought in Camille Gick as well from Torino for eleven million. Benjamin Mendy he brought him to the club as uh, to Monaco at twenty one years of age for thirteen million. We know that he went for big money then to uh, to uh, Manchester City and has had his woes and. Uh, you know, what will come from that legal action uh, is yet to be seen. And Jibril Sidibe as well um, brought him in from Lille uh, for 15 million into the club, but heavily, heavily tasked with bringing in some defensive reinforcements there, um, utilizing both the, the French and the, the French market, utilizing the, um, utilizing Syria and also utilizing the uh, the Brazilian market as well. But where I was really interested to look at was what did he do at Villarreal? Now, obviously, his path at Villarreal um, didn't uh, cross over with Dunai Emery, but some of the some of the massive players that he brought in at Villarreal um, really helped to shape that that club from the turn of the century onwards. And he was there for quite a period of time. So. Um, you know, he was with Villarreal for how many years does it say there? Um, yeah, from 1999 to 20, uh, 2016. And you can see some of the players that he brought through there. Marcos Senna brought him as a 25-year-old to the to La Liga. We know how that turned out. Ended up being a, a, a Spanish international and ended up being, you know, one of the best defensive midfielders in Europe at the time. Uh, Juliano Belletti brought him in um, from, from Brazil. 
uh, ended up having numerous moves playing with Barcelona, playing with uh, playing with Chelsea as well in his time. Pepe Reina, as a 19-year-old, signed him from Barcelona. And um, we now know that he's obviously back at um at, at Villarreal, I think, at the moment as well. Took when Ron Wickelme came in to the Spanish uh, to the Spanish game playing at Barcelona, um, it didn't really click off for him massively there. He went on loan to Villarreal and had some of his best days at Villarreal as well. Fabrizio Colaccini, he understood the market, uh, the South American market there. Brought Colaccini in on loan from AC Milan. Colaccini had only played one game for AC Milan. He'd only played one game for uh, in in uh, South America previous to that. Um, Cardan saw something in him, brought him in on loan. He ended up playing 32 or 33 games, I think it was that season, and ended up getting a massive move to Deportivo La Coruña, who then obviously sold him to Newcastle United. And Fabrizio Colaccini is now currently the manager of the Venezuelan under-20s team who are, co- who are competing at the Common Ball under-20s uh, tournament at the moment. Um, also, he did a great re- re- um, retreading of Diego Forlan. Forlan obviously came to the Premier League with Manchester United, didn't hit the ground running, moved to Villarreal, and that's where he had some of his best days as a striker. Antonio Valencia was another player who he brought to Villarreal. And, uh, uh, and while he didn't hit massive heights at Villarreal. He didn't go on loan to Wigan United, to Wigan Athletic from there, then got his break uh, at a full transfer to, to Wigan Athletic and then onwards to Manchester United. Diego Godin brought him in from South America, another colossus of a defender, brilliant European defender, absolutely excellent um, for at, at Atletico Madrid uh, more recently, but he was brought in by Antonio Cardan, Christian Zapata. Another defender uh, was brought in there. Colombian defender played at AC Milan for a couple of years. I'm not thoroughly, I'm not 100% sure where he is at the moment. He was also at Udinese as well. Martin Caceres, I missed him out as well. Barcelona player, Juventus player. Um, another um, another Uruguayan that uh, has come in and uh, came in and stuck around European football and a good dogged defender who had his ups and had his downs. Under Cordon's um, leadership, Santi Cazorla was promoted to the senior squad. He brought in Matteo Musaccio as well, another very good South American centre-half, brought into the club, promoted from the, to the senior squad under Cordon's um, leadership. So, it's it's just, it, it, it's an interesting piece. And as I mentioned, this isn't going to be a very, very long podcast, but I just wanted to take a look and see with Aston Villa, where, where can we kind of tread the treads together and try and make that woven fabric that if somebody like Cardon came in here, what would he bring to the team? And I think that what we've seen is that he he can work in different, in different areas. He's actually pretty good at, um, at working in the, in the intermediate levels, I suppose, with regards to spending, the le- the, the 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 less and the intermediate levels of spending, he's never really been at a club where they've horsed a load of money in. But when you look at these players that you can see on the screen here, and yes, it is going back to bones twenty years. But when you look at these players that you can see here, coupled with the fact that he still has that little bit of magic, and seeing the likes of Luis Enrique, who he's brought into to Betis recently. Utilizing that South American market, utilize, being able to find good players in that South American market is very important to him. And I think it's going to be it's going to be very important to Aston Villa going forward as well, if he were to be the man. Now, obviously, he is we are going to face competition from the likes of Barcelona for him. Um, I think obviously I think the fact that Barcelona would want to bring in somebody like this who's able to 
find that diamond in the rough, bring them in and utilize them within a team and then sell them on. He also knows when to sell players as well. I haven't uh, I haven't popped it up on the screen there, but he knew when to sell Giovanni Lacelso for uh, from um, from um, uh, he sorry I apologize. I knew he knew when to buy Giovanni Lacelso. He knew when to sell Giovanni Lacelso um, as, as well. Um, sorry, my alarm an alarm went off in my pocket. And it completely threw me off my my train of thought. But as is my way, I will try and bundle along anyway. Um, so uh, Antonio Cardon, as I say, if he is somebody that comes in to play for or to come in to to be the sporting director for Aston Villa, um, I think that there will be a lot of eyes on it. Um, he's somebody who's got a good pedigree, a good track record, and uh, as I say, what that means for Johan Lange, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but. Um, it will be something I think that everybody will be looking at in the off-season or as we approach the off-season because Aston Villa are sure are our favourite to be heavily involved in the transfer market um, this this uh, this off-season as Una Emery tries to shape his squad. So that's going to do it for tonight, guys. Thank you so much. We'll be back again. I've got two or three. I've got a scouting series that I want to put together um, starting off with Ibrahim Mbamba. More than a scouting series there. Somebody who's been linked with the club. Obviously, we've seen bits and pieces come out from the Victoria uh, um, uh owner today about that there not being nothing concrete in that. I will have something on him next week. Um, I will also have something on a couple of strikers that I, I uh, am looking at. Um, and yeah, as I say, we will keep these coming at least one of them a week because I really like doing them and I get some and, you know, you guys like uh, seem to like when I put them up there anyway. So Antonio Cardon, let's see what happens between Aston Villa and him over the coming days, weeks, months. And uh, if he ends up at Aston Villa, we will dig a small bit more into this. But thanks, everybody, so much for watching. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you're new to the podcast, please give it a thumbs up. Um, if you're already pr- currently subscribed to the podcast and you aren't subscribed to our audio podcast, consider subscribing to the audio, audio version as well. Um, but until next time, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Podcast Network.